Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 28. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, last episode was a fun one, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to 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 dive into today's episode because um, we have somebody that uh, I've known for many years on the on the show, and uh, somebody I've respected for many years, and happy to call my friend, and uh, somebody that uh, you and I have been working with for some cool stuff in Connecticut. Yes, um, so. Um, should be a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Plus, there's a lot of news today. I know. A lot of news. Um, so, today we have Seishu. Uh, he is a father, a husband, a photographer, and a blogger based in Avon, Connecticut. And after working at ESPN.com as a photo editor and assistant director of communications for a prep school in Connecticut, Seishu returned to his photographic roots to create stri- striking but natural portraits of people from all walks of life. And as a blogger, Seishu's Tiffin Box is a labor of love. If you haven't heard of Tiffin Box, um, you'll learn more about it today. Uh, it is a fantastic resource for photographers on the, yeah. on the internet. Um, so Seishu seeks to inspire photographers to fearlessly cross the bridge between craft and commerce to ultimately create a sustainable and creative bit photography business. So. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Seishu. We're very happy to have you. Well, yes. thank you so much for the great introduction. I appreciate it, man. It's great to yeah. be here. Totally. Yeah, we're, we're very glad to have you. Tiffin Box is definitely a resource that I've gone to many, many times. Um, so I'm excited to share it with our listeners and then talk about things WordPress and others. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so so before we dig into photography-related news, I just wanted to share, you know, so a little, little backstory on my relationship with Seishu. Um, so... I've known him for, I don't even know how many years at this point. Uh, we met on probably Twitter many years ago, if I'm, if I'm not... Uh, I think you were stalking right? me, yes. yes. I might have, yeah, that's, I might have been stalking was, you on Twitter, story, I don't know. Yes. And, um, <laughs> or I was stalking you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Seishu was on my list of photographers that I would want to photograph my wedding. And uh, if you haven't seen any of Seishu's wedding photographs, you need to check them out. Um, uh, I would say, how do you still mostly the weddings that you that you still do? Do you still mostly do Indian weddings, or are they a mixer now? I consider them multicultural weddings. Okay, uh, you know, invariably either the husband or the, the the wife or the bridegroom or the whoever is it's it's they're from different walks of life. I mean, they're not okay. from the same culture. They're usually from yeah. different cultures and. Uh, that usually excites me more than anything else. Yeah. So. so, so the photographs were always so vibrant, so much fun, yeah. um, and it attracted uh, it attracted me to his work instantly. And so I decided that when I was eventually getting married, I would want Seishu to photograph it. And uh, my wife and I got married in in Mexico. We could not afford to bring a photographer with us, so instead of hiring Seishu to photograph the wedding. Seishu did our engagement photos. So we went up to Connecticut and spent a weekend there and he photographed us. And um, so I was very happy to be able to to have somebody that I enjoy their work to actually hire that person. So there you go. I never um, knew that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Stacia and I met at Inspire, which is a conference uh, here mm-hmm. in the Northeast for photographers, many years ago when it first started. Um, so we've sort of grown. I've grown Photoscribe, and you've grown Tiffin Box along yeah. the same trajectory for sure. So it's been interesting right. to watch businesses grow and people yeah, grow. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important to state that uh, I've learned from both of you over the years. I mean, that's the beauty about all of this is that, you know, yes, you may have liked my photography, Scott, but every time I look at a resource for WordPress, I'm looking at you. You're my speed dial. I told you that before. Uh, Rachel, uh, blogging is such an important part of my life. I look at you and you, everything that you've done on Photoscribe, amazing, truly amazing. And you haven't done this for just for yourself, obviously. You're helping photographers really advance their business in a way that they would have never thought of. I mean, think of it. I mean, when I came into the photography business, I, honestly, I remember, I won't mention the names of the photographers, but they were telling me <laughs> they, would, they were spending something like, I don't know, five, $6,000 for ad space and magazines. Again, yeah. I won't mention the magazines either, but it would be, it, it boggled my mind. I was like, why are they doing this? There's no way to track any of that stuff. You know, there's no way of knowing how many people are looking at that ad and then calling you and saying, hey, you know, I, I saw you on this magazine and that's why I'm calling you. Blogging right. can do that, you know, yeah. and that's why I have a huge amount of respect for both of you uh, for doing what you do. It's a really, really, uh, it's like a one-two punch on both sides, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, teach about the WordPress, you teach about blogging. It's a, it's a great fit. And think yeah. about five years ago, ten years ago, those magazines were so much more relevant than they are now just because of how we consume media. I mean... To be a photographer, you have to learn the tr- the craft, and then you have to keep up with all this other stuff, which is so hard because it's constantly changing. So yes, we should yes. go right into yep. the WordPress news on that yeah. note because yeah, yeah. we have some big changes. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so usually we have about like two or three things of news. Today we've got, I think, six or so. So the first one is there's a beta plugin currently in testing, and I've been playing with this. It's in consideration for WordPress version 5.0. This plugin enables front end front end editing, tongue twister, similar to medium.com. So if you've ever used medium.com, which is a Twitter company, um, you can basically go to a page or a post that you've made and click edit and then edit it right in the front without going to a back end interface. Wow. So this plugin, which we will link to in the show notes, um, requires certain things like the REST API. Sorry, that's very advanced, but it's, a, it's another plugin that's not yet fully included in WordPress core, but they're slowly bringing it into WordPress core. Um, so it requires that, and uh, it requires a beta of WordPress, not the current WordPress, in order for that to be used. So, uh, But there's a possibility of it being included in WordPress 5.0, which would be brilliant because it would be beautiful, very quick and easy to edit any post or page content from anywhere on the front end. But uh. So what level of... Uh knowledge of WordPress do you think you have to use for it? It doesn't seem like a beginner thing yeah, to me. So, so here's the cool part. You know, you're on the front end of WordPress normally where you're logged in. You've got the admin bar at the top. Right. Um, right now, if you hit edit, up on, while you're on a post, if you hit edit, it goes to the back end to the edit post, right? With this plugin install, when you hit edit, you can just edit right in line. It doesn't go anywhere. It just... No, sh- I, I understand the theory of it, yeah. but like installing it, making it work... Um, right now, I would not recommend for any novice to try it. Okay. Because, it's, first of all, it's still beta, so I wouldn't use it on a live site. Right. And two, it requires two other things. It requires that plugin plus the REST API plugin plus a WordPress beta. Okay. So it, I would not recommend anybody to, any novice to, to try it. I will just say, 
it's beautiful. It's still kind of buggy. It still needs a lot of work, but it's beautiful. And if they do adopt it in WordPress 5.0, I will be so happy. Wow. So definitely. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Uh, yeah. is, is this adoption, is that going to be something that uh, comes only because all of us start pushing WordPress to say, hey, you got to put this in there because it's so, going to make our lives easier? Yes and no. Um, basically, the way the WordPress uh, core development works is people who... Um, see a need for something in WordPress can develop what they call a, um, I think they call it like a core plugin, which basically is a plugin intended to go on WordPress core. Hmm. And then the people who are in charge of that next version of WordPress, because which that gets rotated every version, right? Um, they actually vote on which will be included. Yeah. And so they have meetings to discuss it, and then it goes out to be to be beta tested, which like this one is right now. Um, and literally anybody can install it, but, uh, so it's just a matter of, um, I guess the influencers for that version of WordPress to want to make it happen. Yeah. They have a, they have a really good, uh, team structure for each. So you would think WordPress 5.0 would be a huge jump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It should be. But they they really try each, you know, so like 4.7 has significant increases. 4.8 will have significant yeah. increases. So they don't only do it on the 0.0s. Um, right. the, the, they're really the, good about rotating it through. And they try to do two to three updates a year, which yeah. is a really rigorous schedule to be on, especially yeah. on open source, which means anybody can contribute. Yeah. And, and um, 5.0 should be a pretty significant release because... Typically, the big, you know, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, the big .0s releases usually have some sort of significant change. And uh, by the looks of it, 5.0 might be a user interface thing because, again, one of the biggest complaints with WordPress is it's not as pretty as Squarespace. Right. So, oh, right, right, for sure. You know, yeah. so I, my guess, my guess based on the betas and what's happening right now in WordPress, uh, my guess is 5.0 will be a big user interface improvement. Well, well you keep know, an eye we, on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and to uh, you know the point that uh, one of the one of the webinar attendees uh, mentioned just a couple of days ago. You know, Scott and I were on a webinar, and one of the attendees said, "Hey, you know, for a photographer who has no knowledge of coding, how crazy is WordPress?" And I think both Scott and I said, "You know, it's not that crazy. You just have to get used to the the user interface." interface. Yeah, right. and this sounds like it might just make it even easier. Oh yeah, for yep. for people like her. So that's great. Yep. Yeah, yep. which so I imagine, think WordPress is aware of, and that's what they're trying to do. That's where they're yeah. trying to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the next bit of news: WordCamp US, the big WordCamp. You know, there's WordCamps pretty much every week in all around the world, <laughs> but once a year is the WordCamp US. It used to be called Word, WordCamp San Francisco. Um, last year, it was in Philadelphia um, because last year was the first year they switched it from WordCamp San Francisco to WordCamp US. Right. This is the one where Matt Mulligan does his big official State of the Word keynote. Um, and so what they did decide to do is WordCamp US will be in the same location for two years and then rotate. So this year will be the second year in Philadelphia. Uh, I will be there. Um, I know a, co- a co-worker of mine will be there. Uh, I hope others will be there. It's going to be a, a really fun WordCamp. Um, next year it will be in a new location though uh, but before I get that if you haven't purchased a ticket for WordCamp Philly you still can and they're also selling live streaming tickets so if you can't actually make it to Philly you can stream the sessions if you really want to yeah which um, I recommend I did that last year and I got the t-shirt so I felt like 
I wasn't there, but I was as close to being there as you could get. <laughs> yeah. Now, this this episode of the podcast is actually uh, going to be live on Thanksgiving here in the United States. So next uh, Thursday, uh, one week from from today, actually. Um, and when's and, the Word Camp? And Word Camp is December 2nd. So, oh, so. tickets tickets might be a little bit tighter at that point, but uh, I think the live streaming, I don't think they have a cap on it. So yeah, um, at least you'll be able to do that. Um, so speaking of Word Camp US... Next year, they just announced 2017-2018 will be held in Nashville. Cool. So um, I would like to attend that. Right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Isn't so, imaging in Nashville normally too? Yeah, I think it's in Nashville this year, imaging, yeah, the big it, photo conference. Yeah. yeah, and they have been in the past. It's a good place to have a conference is what I hear. Yeah. Yep. It's a good it's a good party town, but it's yeah. also known known for its technology. So yeah. it's it's really a good mix. And music. Mm-hmm. It's very and well music. known Absolutely. for music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um the last two bits of news are kind of related. One is WordPress WordPress four point seven is around the corner. Um right now four point seven beta four is out, which means the first uh, RC version will be out very soon. Basically it's um release candidate. So it's it's post beta, it's this is going to be a final release where they fine-tune and uh, more people wind up using it and find more bugs. Um, they usually do release canon at 1, 2, and 3 or so, you know, depending on bug finds, um, and then it gets released. So expect WordPress 4.7 very soon. There's not any major changes except for the next bit of news that I think is super important for photographers to know. Yeah. So this would be a good conversation. WordPress 4.7 is removing auto-generation of alt text when you use the media library. So currently, if you upload a photo that you did a title or a caption inside of Lightroom, and you upload that into WordPress, right now, pre-WordPress 4.7, it will automatically fill in the alt text for SEO purposes um, uh, for that image based on either the title or description or caption of whatever is included in the metadata that WordPress can see. Right. And for photographers, this was a good thing because you could rename your images to include the keywords like wedding at Boston and then the name of your photography company. And then those keywords would automatically go up into the alt text to be used positively for SEO without you having to do those extra steps. Yeah. So... There's uh, some positives and negatives to this. The right. positive is that screen readers, for people who are, are need the computer screen to be read to them, somebody who's blind, for example. Right, so with a disability. Um, with a disability, uh, the screen reader will, would read all the text on the page and then read the image. And the image, which might have an, autom- an alt- automated uh, alt text generation, if all it is is a keyword... Right, it that, doesn't tell that, you what it is. It doesn't tell you what it is. So Which is as far what as, the alt text was built for. Correct. So the correct. change is good for what the alt text is built for, not yeah. so good for the SEO purposes that it's been pulled into using by Google and what we as photographers rely so heavily on. Correct. So, so. so, the, so the downside is, um, it, as of 4.7, it will not automatically fill it in and if you are not paying attention and just inserting the image, your image would have no alt text. Now, right. um, you know what? This is this is really interesting to me because uh, you know this. Uh, I have a couple of Squarespace sites as well, and we right. have the same sort of issue going right. on with Squarespace. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And uh, it's interesting how WordPress is going in this direction, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 a little on the fence about this. I like the idea of 
having to manually add my own keywords into the alt text space. Yeah. But uh, you know, if it's if it's once undone, I think most people will like it. Would it would it have been easier and simpler perhaps to just tell people how to do or how to use alt text uh, tags uh, rather than to do this kind of sort of yeah, going so, around thing? So there's there's two solutions or a few solutions to this. One is uh, learn about alt text. So learn about go. the importance yep. of it, right? right? As a as somebody as a website owner, as a photographer who has a website, you need to learn about alt text. Um, it is extremely important and. Yes, but, you want your keyword in there, but you also want it to be accessible. Right. But so, and I agree with that. And I think the onus isn't necessarily on us as business owners or photographers as business owners, but why is Google pulling that and using it for SEO when the original purpose is, is truly for screen readers and for people with disabilities? So yeah, I think I, yeah. the, the system is broken, right? So you want to mm-hmm. raise higher for SEO and you want to yeah. be, and so we're learning all these tips and tricks. I mean, in the conversation between Squarespace and WordPress, this was a big boon for WordPress for in terms of photographers who are, like I said, just, you know, have a thousand things on their plates. It's one less thing they have to do, where in Squarespace, you did have to manually update it. And so so now you have to manually update in WordPress. I mean, I really have extremely mixed feelings about it because it's just one less thing that photographers had to do. And now you have to do it. Well, I will say that there is a plugin. uh, There's a few plugins out there that are made for image SEO. Um, and I have to come up with a thing of the name. I think it's just SEO image optimizer or something like that. But my guess is that plugin will be updated to bring that feature back to auto generate. Okay. Um, that's my guess because right now it's, it's purpose. The purpose of that plugin is to crawl your site for missing alts yeah. and to fill it in based on the file name or metadata that's there. So my guess is it will do just that. Yeah, it will what, bring it back. What's the name of that plugin? Um, I have to double check. I think it's SEO image uh, image optimizer. I'm going to look. Uh, if you guys okay. want to keep talking, I'll, I'll see well, if I can find Yoast the name of it. Well, and Yoast has the ability, too. I mean, if in, as part of the Yoast um, diagnosis of any particular post that you have yep. it on, it will search image and alt tag. So, I mean, the functionality is there, but it was just... You know, when you're talking to a photographer who's so overwhelmed by this technology, it was just one less thing. Like, okay, keyword it before you upload it, upload it, it automatically gets put into yeah. alt tags, you know? Yeah. Uh, so so uh, SEO-friendly images. It's made by uh, Vladimir, who also makes um, Managed WP, uh, or oh, okay. used to, or I guess he still does. GoDaddy just acquired them, like, which we shared. Um, so uh, it has 200,000 active users, so... Wow. It's it, and it its job is to automatically add alt and text attributes to all of your images. So right. so maybe that's you know that's where we're pushing people. It's not in core anymore. Yeah. Which again, I understand what the alt text is built for, and for a person with disabilities, it really helps them to have an, an internet viewing experience. Um, so those are all good things. But why is Google pulling from it? Obviously, these are questions we can't answer. Right, but. All right, so that's my soapbox. I'll get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so this is a just to make sure if you're a photographer, you either uh, if you're a photographer with a website, which you're listening to this, hopefully you are, um, or you're building, either install that plugin once you update to WordPress four point seven, or start manually creating your alt tags because just be aware of it. Right, be aware of it. Yeah, um, or just get into the habit. It's it's going to import the title most likely. Um, so make it in a habit to just copy and paste from title to alt when you insert an image. You know, it could be as simple as that. 
Yeah. And if you have a Squarespace site, uh, I mean, you should be doing the same thing there anyway. The Squarespace site strips the title totally. So you still have a benefit with WordPress in that the title will come up. Squarespace changes it to what, Scott? Like static dot one dot some very strange yeah. random. Yep. Um, it's a string image of numbers. Name. Yeah, numbers, it's not I good. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. mean, at least WordPress still pulls in the title. With Squarespace, you have to touch it. You have to change the alt tag because the title doesn't come in. So I mean, we're still in. If we're comparing Squarespace to WordPress, I still think WordPress has the advantage of it um, in this situation for photographers with image names. Well, but. There's also the advantage of being able to install one plugin and fix it all. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, which you can't yeah. do with Squarespace. Right. You have exactly. to manually do it, yeah. right, for yeah. sure. I, um, have a qu- I, I have a quick question for you guys, yeah. though. Um, you guys have mentioned Google and alt uh, tag being mm-hmm. somewhat important, uh, and it's as, as if Google looks at alt tags mm-hmm. and r- ranks your site. Uh, is Am I mistaken? Is that, is that, uh, That's sort of an, is that an important... Uh, attribute to 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 look at for a photographer. Yeah, so SEO wise, uh, one of the one of the components of image SEO is alt right. text okay. with the, with your keyword in it. Okay. So you want it to be a descriptive keyword of the photo, but but to also actually have the keyword that you want that image to rank well no, for. I, 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 I get that, but I'm yeah. trying to figure out in terms of in terms of how a page is ranked, um, in terms of importance, how important is an alt text? I mean, if if there's no yeah, there's, alt tag for an image, is that gonna it, you won't degrade rank. your rank. You won't rank. Well, okay. so yeah. we don't know because Google changes well, things all the time. Yeah, right? they do change everything, all, things all the time. But um, yeah, there's a few things that are must-haves, and right. um, you won't rank if you don't have these must-haves. What these must-haves, the percentage of importance is unknown. Right. You know, so you could have these must-haves, um, but still not rank. But you're guaranteed to not rank if you don't have. These must-haves. Right. So it makes sense why Google's pulling the alt text, (laughs) right? Because it is a a text-based representation of the image. So for to rank in the Google image searches, they they pull very heavily from the alt text because you can't search an image. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out someday, but... um, so I get why they do it, but it, it's that's not the purpose of why the alt text was created. So this <laughs> right, is the exactly. fundamental conflict that we're exactly. having. Yeah. And it affects photographers more than plumbers because your business is photography, right? Your business yep. is those images. So Yep. Yeah. Totally. All right. Beat a dead horse. Yep. So <laughs> Well, I think so, one one last point on that is yeah. I mean you just said it. I think it, it's even more important for photographers to not right. rely on just photographs on their blog or, or their right. website. Yep. Right. People should be writing yes. text. I mean, really, stories yep. about yep. their weddings or their portrait sessions or whatever it is. Yes. I mean, this is an opportunity to, to sort of, you know, really remind people. Yeah, and 300 writing, words writing is, is the minimum. Yeah. I mean, 300 words isn't hard, per se. It's only like two paragraphs, really, if you think about it. But I think I think Scott showed us a, a, a slide. It was three, three <laughs> paragraphs. So, so you're not that far off, really. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on how big your paragraph is. Right. It depends on, you know, if you have a beginning, middle, and an end. I agree with the three thing. But if you're just writing for words and not writing a story based, which, you know, I strongly believe in. But, yeah, no. uh, eh. I mean, these are the the relevant topics that we could dive deep into or skim the surface. I mean, 
this is how photography businesses are represented online nowadays. Whether you choose WordPress, which obviously we prefer because of the functionality and the customization parts, or Squarespace, which is easier to use, right? For sure. So there's a benefit to both. And then there's a thousand other options that we don't even talk about because there are so many variables that the this conversation to us, it really is WordPress versus Squarespace. So knowing what both of those technologies can do and where your own personal strengths are, you know, coding makes you cry, right? Um, to the point where opening up WordPress is something that you just can't do. Well, okay, in, in 5.0, you may not need to word, open it. You know, you right. may just need to have the front end loader come in, right. which editor, which would be great. Yep. But you still need to know about these alt texts and how you're naming it. You need to know about that even if you're using Squarespace as an easier platform to use. There's still some tweaks and functionality issues that you have to know about as a photographer there, too. Yeah. You know? Cool. Yeah. Um, so, you let's... Uh... Let's talk about what's going on with you. What's, I know, that's uh, where I wanted to get to. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, the, uh, on, the, on the photography front, uh, you know, I have, uh, uh, I've been busy with photographing uh, prep schools here in New England, um, working with uh, a, an all-boys school just down the road, actually, and doing a lot of work for them. Um, for, you know, and then there's families. You know, I love photographing families, and there's so many amazing families to discover right here in my own backyard. I don't have to go very far, really. I have to just, you know, get out there and make photographs of, uh, of the of the kids and the parents interacting with each other. Love that, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and bringing this all back to, to you know WordPress. You know, I've, I've been sort of dreaming of a new version of Tiffinbox, a new design actually, um, and you know, because it was custom design, I'm going to have to probably go that direction again. Uh, and, and I say that with with real joy because I think I want. I do want uh, Tiffin Box to be more than just what it is right now, and 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 uh, you know one of the one of the few people who I will consult uh, is, happens to be on the show right now, so right. you know it works out really nicely. Yeah, so, Scott's my uh, go-to too. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and, and and the cool thing is also uh, Scott's invited or asked whether I'd be interested in hosting my site uh, with Imagely, and I think it's going to happen too. I mean, yeah. so the new year is full of great, amazing things happening. So what uh, was your decision? You're currently on Squarespace for some of your sites, and yeah, you're having I, I, the conversation about WordPress. What are the factors for you as a photographer, as a blogger, to to consider when you're thinking of those things? Because I think they'll be relevant for anyone listening. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, the, the draw, big draw, was, of course, not wanting to mess with plugins and not wanting to just... I, I wanted to just post photographs, right. bring people in, have them look at it, you know, and have a neat, clean little form that says, you know, book book my book a session with me or something like that. And it and it's easier to do. It is easy to do uh, on Squarespace. It doesn't really take a whole lot of time. Um, WordPress is definitely bringing me uh, back to reality. In that you know, I, I want I want it to be uh, more SEO friendly. And I we all we've already talked about it. Squarespace is not you know as SEO friendly as WordPress sites are. So I want to make sure that. Uh, you know, more people find out about my work, see my work, and I'm starting to write more as well. So I love the the interface. I mean, even though we've talked about how crazy uh, and ugly perhaps the WordPress interface is, I like it. I mean, I, I have a great time, uh, you know, in the editing section, and I love really, enjoy, I enjoy the writing process, you know. A lot of people will write on, 
in Word, you know, in Microsoft Word, and then copy and paste into Word. I've never done that actually. I've just gone right to WordPress, you know. Yeah, and, and you don't want to do that because there's formatting exactly. things that come yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't noticed, do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, the formatting uh, issues were, would drive me crazy, and uh, so it's it's always that idea that uh, one can do better, and if if the technology is moving in that direction, why not why not uh, embrace it? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so Tiffin Box. Why don't you share what Tiffin Box is, and sure. and then we can dive into the you know stuff that you 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 paid to have um, Tiffin Box designed. Uh, yes, actually, I was going to say recently, but it's what it's been like two years now or something like that. Oh, more than that. Um, it's been longer than that. Yeah. Um, so let's let's share what Tiffin Box is, and then we'll talk about some of the custom stuff that you that you outsourced. Okay, so so Tiffinbox, uh, I'll give you the sort of the genesis of Tiffinbox. I was finishing up uh, my graduate degree in uh, journalism, and I, I and as a photojournalism major, I was having a hard time finding information about photography. And in my head, I was like, well, if I'm saving these links and you know enjoying these photographs or these galleries online, I'm sure my 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 peers in school would enjoy it too. So I started posting these links. I mean, it was essentially a, a big warehouse for, or a directory for, for photographers' websites. Wow. And what and, year was that? Oh my goodness, this was back in 2003. Okay, so that makes sense. Cause it, right? Yeah. It, back then it was just, uh, it was just whatever it was, you know. Right. Uh, it was, and it was just a way for me to keep track of what was going on, uh, who was doing what in the projects and the, I was heavily into documentary photography and and photojournalism, and that was my my own, my core interest right there. And still is if you if you see bits and pieces of the conversations I have with people now, it always sort of comes back to how do you tell stories about people and you know that kind of thing. So, um, and it's grown. You know, it's definitely grown from having me write uh, these blog posts to having guest posts uh, and guest bloggers on the site. And that really, I think, grew the website to a great degree uh, because I have no shame in asking people and say, hey, would you like to write a guest post? And if it's a no, it's a no. It's no big deal, you know. But if it's a yes, then, you know, everybody wins because then I can tell, hey, okay, well, Rachel just wrote a, a guest blog post on Tiffinbox. Go check it out. And people come to check that post out, but they also check out your site. You know, they also right. check out oh, yeah. everything else that you that you have going on. So that's the thing. That's the beauty, I think, of the blog as far as the way I've structured it is that it's not really about me. It's not about me. I know I know right. that for a fact. It is about photographers and everything that's going on in their lives. And for me, I say, you know, I do want to bridge that uh, from from commerce to, you know, to creativity. I mean, there is there has to be that bridge. If you don't have that bridge or you're not on that bridge, uh, you're a hobbyist. That's fine. And that's OK, too, you know. But I always like to promote the fact that this is a wonderful profession and it can be a business if you can be just sort of dealt in that way, you know? Right. So I want, I want to promote photographers. I mean, that's the thing. That's my goal is to promote photographers. Find resources that photographers are going to really use and immediately see uh, a, a result for their, for their own business, you know? Uh, elevate their business in a way that, that they've never been able to. So that's yes. what that's what Tiffin Box is Tiffin Box is all about. I'm just gonna my uh 
room's getting darker, so I'm gonna. Yeah, your light, light just went out on us. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and you guys asked okay. about you asked about customization, and here's a, here's a yeah. simple thing. It really is that I, uh, uh, you know, the site's built on um, the uh, uh, the Genesis platform, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's thanks to you, Scott, really, because I I think I was going back and forth. I was on TypePad initially. Wow. That moved to yes, yes. That's how old this is. <laughs> so it's moved from TypePad to to WordPress. And when I was looking for a theme, uh, Scott suggested looking at uh, 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 Studio Press and uh, get the Genesis platform. And I I really enjoy it. And yeah. I think they've done a great job. And they keep up with things. You know, it's clean code. It's light. Uh, it's all the things that you'd want a website to be. It's fast. Yeah, um, they're they're definitely industry standard. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's other drag and drops that you could argue in terms of depending on your level of comfort but genesis yeah. themes is just where everybody keeps coming back to but so my question to you is running a resource for photographers and then being a working photographer yourself yeah. um do you do you what are your opinions about seeing both sides of the industry i mean there are conversations around there are educators and people in the space that don't have working business and then obviously there are working photographers who are just photographers you know where do you live in that spectrum and you know what has been your experience doing both uh well my opinion is that you know it helps it can only help that you're a working photographer then it doesn't mean uh, and there's no judgment uh, against right. people yeah, who are no. not full-time photographers <laughs> right it's so, you know, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, let me give you an example. Uh, let, let's say there's a, there's a strobe that's in the market, and it happens to be something that I'm interested in, in using myself. There's more of a chance that I'm going to be posting about that strobe or talking about it if I'm actually in the market buying it. Like, like Fuji system. Right. I'm, I'm about to... Go full, full full on on Fuji, you know. Really? Basically. I thought you did. I yes. thought you did go off. No, Fuji. no, no, wow. no, not yet, not yet. Yeah, I am, and and the fact is, I am researching right now. I'm finding all kinds of amazing resources. I just talked to a guy named Damien Lovegrove, who's a is an amazing photographer in England, just this morning, and he's got a book out, and I'm going to be promoting it because it's all about the Fuji system, and he's t- he's guiding people through the process of. Finding these, so this is the kind of thing that I bring to Tiffinbox, where I say, "Listen, if I am going through this myself, makes sense for me to talk about it as well." And it's easy; it's an easier sort of jump, you know. Right. And I think I think that's what people see in the post as well. Yeah. They don't see it as a as a straight hit on, "Hey, go buy this because I'm trying to sell you a, a flashlight or, right. or or a camera system or whatever." Right. So it's it's really from like, okay, I'm really interested in this, so. Maybe you are too. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't mean it to be as sensitive of an issue as I think it is. Um, yeah, I just yeah. appreciate that. You know, you talk a lot about guest posting. You talk a lot about, yeah. but you are also living it. So you're not afraid to, if someone has guest posted for you, to go and guest post for them, and then to uh, you know walk the walk. I mean, the fact that you have both WordPress and Squarespace. I think is really relevant that you can have a conversation about both because you're living it and you're you're living in both worlds and understand the limitations and the qualifications of both. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah, right, absolutely. Uh, so I kind of want to dive into the uh, custom part of Tiffin Box a little bit. Um, we've talked a lot about outsourcing on the podcast, um, even since since like the way beginning of yeah. like the first few episodes. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, uh, we've talked to people that do outsourcing. I mean, Rachel does outsourcing, you know. Um, and I think uh, it'd be nice to hear from your point of view as somebody who has hired somebody to do out to to uh, design a, their website. Although it's not your actual photography site, you know, although it's it's Tiffin Box and not your actual like, yep. you know, make, making photos <laughs> photography site. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk about the process. You know, did you out uh, reach out to somebody? Did they reach out to you and offer something? And how did that whole process go? Um, any bumps and things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, see, I, I as soon as you turned me on to Studio Press and you asked me to go. I think it was like, go check it out, man, kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so I, I did. And one of the things they have on the on their site is a, a list of designers that they recommend yep. or they've worked with in the past that, you know, and being on that website and seeing people's names is a, is a sense of sort of like peace and calm, you know, really, because you know they're legit. You know, yep. they're not they're not the you know, high schooler who just said, hey, I'm going to start right, up a business right. kind of thing, you know. <laughs> These people have have real businesses. And so I reached out to uh, one that seemed to, you know, really have uh, it together, I guess, in a way. And I liked her style, perhaps. Uh, and I said, hey, let's, can we talk about, you know, putting this together? And she, she was so professional. She was amazing, really. Uh, she had uh, sort of a website or a place where, all the steps that she was going to be taking was outlined, number one. Nice. And then every time she did something, I would get an email saying, hey, it's done. Check it out. So then I would know on the beta site that, okay, I can go and see what she's done and then give her comments. I can comment back to her. I can say, hey, listen, this is not you know the color I really wanted. Uh, the buttons are kind of ugly. I want it to be changed. Whatever it is that I want her to say, I can make those changes. right? So we went back and forth, back and forth. I don't know, for probably for two or three weeks, you know. Um, was there it, it, an initial an initial brain dump conversation that happened, or oh, was yeah. it all three mail? Yeah, I, I wanted to give her the idea that I wanted to, the site to do this, that, the other thing, and, and really wanted to get her to understand you know, who my audience was and right. you know what they were looking for, what kinds of things they would appreciate, what kinds of things they probably wouldn't care for. Um, so, so she was really very patient and professional about all of it. She was like, okay, no problem. And then she, you know, came back with a proposal and said, this is what it's going to cost. And, and this is the kind of, these are the changes you can make. And and if anything, you, you go beyond that, then there'll be an extra charge, you know? So everything was very transparent. You know, I think having that transparency is very, very, very key. And having oh, the, yeah. a line of communication was fantastic. I mean, I would recommend her, you know, in a heartbeat because I just love the way, you know, she just communicated back and forth. You know, I knew that I was getting, you know, exactly what I was expecting, you yeah. know? And uh, no surprises, honestly, no, and no speed bumps or whatever it was. Um, unless I decided, hey, listen, I want to do this thing. And she would be like, well, in that case, it would be another couple of days before I can get get to it. Right. And, and I had to accept that. You know, she was being real. And I was, and I was, you know, being a little ambitious perhaps once in a while. And she would set me straight. And she would say, well, this is going to be another couple hundred bucks. You know, I'd be like, well, I guess I don't have that. <laughs> you know, so it would always come back to a conversation. And it was, it was nice that she was um, keen on seeing it succeed. I think that's another thing too. I think a lot of people would just get into a situation where it's just a a money thing. And she actually added my my site to her portfolio as a way of saying, "Hey, look, I've worked with a photographer." I mean, that may have been one of the reasons why she 
work with me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she had that sort of feeling that, okay, this is going to work for both of us. Let's let's get this going and get it done. So I think that's great that that was the communication when you chose her. When you're Mm -hmm. looking at the page from the Genesis, you know, these are the people we recommend. Mm How did you narrow it down to just her? Was it a style aesthetic? Was it going through the yeah. websites? I mean, it's sort yeah. of like picking a photographer, a designer, yeah. a web designer. Yeah. You know, how did you get to that point? I think it was really about style and just uh, seeing what she has done before she had done before. Yeah, and um, you know, really understanding that this is and and you go to her own website, of course, from the copy blog, I mean, not the copy, the Studio Press website, and you just see, you know the other projects she's worked on, yep. you know, uh, testimonials, you know, from her other clients, uh, getting an understanding of, you know, what her process is like. Yeah. You know, she didn't have the whole process, I think, laid out, but she said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do first. We're going to do the second. We're going to do third. And then delivery is going to be in a couple of weeks or whatever it was, you know. And yeah. I, lo- I love, I mean, from my perspective, if somebody's going to take the time to explain, like, what it is that we're gonna, the process is going to look like, they're, I resonate you, with that too. I totally yeah, they usually, agree. They usually have yep. got it together, you know. Yeah. And I didn't have a whole lot of resources to just to just say, hey, okay, well, thousands of dollars, go for it, you know. Right. So I have to be, you know, sort of uh, very smart about it, as most people will be, I'm sure, with their websites, and just say, hey, this is what we want. How can you make that happen? You know. Right. Yeah. I think having a conversation is very, very important. You know, and no obligation conversation for like i don't know right. 15 20 minutes and say this is what my ideas are what do you think am i, am I crazy right. you know and then they'll sell, come back to you and say well it's doable it's just more time more money whatever it is you right. know right and how did you get to customization versus just modifying a template i mean i know a lot of photographers look at resources like pro photo and they have already templates that need small tweaks but aren't a complete customization like tiffin box was i mean did you think about that when you were beginning, or did you go right to full customization? Well, uh, you know, I, after playing with TypePad for such a long time, uh, I thought it was time to just sort of, you know, make the leap and make it yeah. make it happen where people were gonna, would take it take notice of it. I mean, I had plans of having guest bloggers and things like that, and so, you know, if you start inviting influencers to your site, yeah. you know, you better look nice, you know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so let. What's I want that? to talk about I want to talk about your design evolution. So, um, as you guys were talking, I just dug into the Internet Archive. Oh, oh, oh! So, you want to hear some fun stuff? Sure. So, um, so for anybody who's listening, if you go to uh, archive.org and put in tiffinbox.org in the search, you can actually look at the complete Internet Archive of Tiffinbox. Right. So, there's three right now. There's 380 captures of Tiffinbox over the years. Wow. And when I say over the years, I'm talking from his evo- like the beginning of Tiffin Box. Um, it goes back to uh, 2004. Um, so over 10 years right now of Tiffin Box is, is there. Wow. Well, that's a um, legacy to leave behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that, I'm, I'm talking like even like the uh, whatever is showing up. This may not even be yours. This might have been somebody who owned it before you. I don't know. Oh, no, it is you. So um, 2004 was, I guess this is Typepad. Um, but anyway, so I went back four years or so. Um, in 2011, Seishu is using the thesis theme, yep. uh, and it was blue. The, the color was blue. It's a lot of blue. Um, and <laughs> it was very hard to read. I don't it know. It was very hard to read. <laughs> 2012, same theme, same design, 
but it was a white background, so the reading it got easier. But the thesis theme that he was using, the design he was using, was very basic. It looked like a blog. It didn't look like a media platform like Tiffin Box looks today. It looked like a blog, right? Yeah. 2013, Seishu switched to the Genesis theme, but had it as is. All I did was customize the accent color, like to use his orange that he uses around Tiffin Box today. 2014 is when he had it custom. So he used the Genesis theme again, but he had one custom built. So yeah. that's a, that of the, right there, that's four years of evolution. And then, of course, he's had the very minor changes since 2014. Um, so, well, after investing the time and the money at yeah. that point, right? You don't yep. need to. Hopefully, you're at a point where you love it and it can, your brand can sustain. And again, this is where being on WordPress, so all the back end stuff is being updated in terms of the functionality. Right. And you don't have to change your theme that you paid all this money for because hopefully it grows with, a, yeah. and knowing that it's on a Genesis theme, it will grow with it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a so, great example. This is yeah. really good. Isn't that cool? So, <laughs> so um, if you look at Tiffin Box today, You'll see how organized it is, how it's more of a platform, uh, a media platform than just a blog. It is, um, yep. there's many different things. There's resources, there's interviews where he does with, with, uh, with guests about different products for photographers and whatnot. So I think the, um, the most important thing to, that sort of um, was a catalyst for my change from thesis to uh, the, the uh, studio press option, the uh, Genesis framework, was because I wanted it to be. Uh, mobile friendly mm-hmm. and responsive right. and thesis was not and i think uh it was never going to be i think i don't know uh, what what ha- whatever happened to thesis i have no idea but uh you know it, it's it's the it's the thing that really concerned me is that people were not seeing my posts on mobile devices and i was mm-hmm. like well uh, you know we got to move yeah. that direction so i think and that's that great was, to be a first uh, adopter of that because i think there's yeah. still photographers that aren't i mean 80% of web traffic now, especially brides and yeah. families, are on the web. And that's only growing. Last year it was 70, and the year before that it was 50. So it's like an exponential curve, you know. Right. And I think, uh, you know, as, as you probably will agree, or, uh, you know, it's, it's that Google is looking at mobile sites more than anything else now anyway, right? So Well, the component make... of it. They are yeah. looking that to right. make sure that it is there and it is right. functioning. I mean... It is a component. It's a big component, but it's not the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Sweet. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. So that's a great, uh, really great example of, of the reasoning for for doing uh, having having a, just a, an elegant website, having one that yeah. really stands for your business. Um, and you know, sometimes it just requires outsourcing and and doing it on a budget, like yeah. Seishu did. You know, ha- set a budget for yourself and f- talk to people, see if they can work it into your budget, um, and, and and you'll you'll find somebody yeah. um, that can do it for you. Or just get a theme that just looks great that has customizations in it um, in itself. So, um, okay, so let's uh, move right into recommended plugins or themes or both. Um, now, you're welcome to recommend one you've been talking about or something else, whatever you want to do. What is your recommended WordPress plugins or themes? Well, I think the theme that we mentioned was uh, the Genesis framework. I think yeah. you can't go wrong with that. You know, um, uh, you know, Scott and I have talked about Divi, and Scott doesn't really care for Divi, but I have used Divi for one of my sites as well. And, you know, it's it's good. It's fine. It works, it works quickly, and, and yes, it 
create short codes and all this stuff. But uh, for my client, who's got a pretty much of a static website, you know, it works fine, and it's he's happy with it. Uh, so, so let me go back. Genesis probably is the the one theme I think you'd want to look at. They have come out with some really cool. Uh, I think they had third party uh, templates. Um, Mm-hmm. That you should, that are really nice looking, actually, for photographers. You know, in fact, well, so, Imagely has some. So Imagely specifically yes. has Genesis yes. themes themes that are built on the Genesis framework, specific for photographers. And then there are other resources that do as well to all industries, not just photography. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I will say that for any photographer who likes the Genesis themes. Um, Genesis themes are designed for simplicity. There's very few options in it, um, very few color and font changes that you can make, if any. Um, they're very basic. So for any photographers who like a Genesis theme but are find the options too limited, uh, the customizations, I should say, too limited, uh, check out the Genesis Design Palette Pro. It works with pretty much every Studio Press-designed Genesis theme. So Studio Press is the company who makes the Genesis theme. Right. Um, so the Genesis Design Palette Pro is a plugin that adds pretty much endless color and font and whatever customizations for um, Genesis themes. But they specifically make sure that it works with all the um, official Genesis themes from Studio Press. Uh, it does work with a lot of the third-party ones, but it's not guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. um, But Genesis Design Palette Pro, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, if you are a Genesis user and you want that extra, I would recommend checking that out. Cool. So, all right. Um, so anything you want to, uh, you know, add to close with, uh, say, shoot, anything you want to share or advice? Well, to, to, can I mention two more plugins? I, I, yeah. I initially, I didn't think I was going to mention these, but, uh, sure. the ones I really want to start using on Tiffin box or my own other, other websites are, uh, the ones you've actually suggested warfare, right? Social warfare. Yeah. Social warfare. And uh, Optin Monster. Optin Monster, nice. You know, yeah, those so are those two are great those, ones. So yeah. social warfare is a social sharing plugin, but it's, it goes beyond just yeah, the standard it, social sharing. It's really sharing. growing up too. It's made some big changes in the space, um, and some of the yeah. other plugins have sort of fell out of the space. Yep. Um, so it is it is definitely emerging in, as a leader. And in fact, uh, social warfare is born out of the Genesis community, so it it holds the same code quality and speed standards of all of the Genesis themes. So, um, yes, they work very well together, but Social Warfare will work with any theme that's well-coded. But it does, it holds up to the same standards, which I think is an important important thing. Um, And Optin Monster is a pop-up lead generation type system that is not just a plugin. It is a a software as a service. You have to pay for the uh, service in order to use the plugin. Um, But in my opinion... That is the best of all of the, them out there, um, and I've used a lot, uh, but there are many others out there as well, which, which, if you go back into the history of this podcast, a lot of guests have recommended many of the uh, other um, lead generation plugins that are out there. Yeah. Well, an Optin Monster has definitely come up a couple times, too, so I think that's yeah. a good oh, yeah. one to check out for what it does. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, my webcam... I keep I don't know maybe the sun keeps going away but it keeps getting dark in my room even though I keep adding more light. Well, this is our uh, first winter with the podcast, yeah, right? Because yeah. we started well, we started in December. 
right? Um, yeah, we started recording in December, um, but it didn't actually go out. It didn't air until like March, right? Um, for I can't a, believe a we're at twenty-eight. I know um, it doesn't seem like a big number, but for an every other week, like it's a big number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know we have twenty-nine scheduled. We're gonna have if anybody's listening, we're gonna have Angela Bauman uh, or. Bowman, sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, next week or next episode, yeah. Um, she uh, she teaches a lot of photographers about WordPress in uh, in Boulder, Colorado. I'm really excited um, for that because I love women who also do WordPress or use WordPress or utilize it. So I yeah. think that having the conversation with both intelligent men like Seishu and women like Angela are important. Mm-hmm. So totally. I'm really grateful that we get to have all of these uh, varied opportunities. Yeah. Um, so, Seishu, anything you want to end with? Any uh, advice for any of the listeners that are thinking about moving from Squarespace to WordPress or thinking about outsourcing and design? Anything you want to share? Well, I think I'd go back to the idea that uh, hopefully 2017 is a, a really successful year for all photographers. And uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, and my experience actually, a lot of the, the success uh, that you want can come through really just doing the work first. And that that work can be as simple as writing 300 words or 350 words per week on a regular basis. And as Rachel would, would say and, and, and teach and has taught, uh, do it on a consistent basis on the same day at the same time. Push it out there. You know, Start yep. connecting with your clients yep. in a way that is real, that is you, that is authentic. Uh, all of that you know, will come together. I mean, the first few weeks may seem like a struggle Trust me, writing isn't the first thing I think of. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I when I when I look at the WordPress uh, backend, I, I enjoy the process once I get going. But the first few minutes, it's like, what the hell do I talk about? You know? Yeah, and that's <laughs> so relevant. And I'm glad you shared that because it's not easy for anyone, even no. professional writers, even myself. I look at that blank list and I'm like, oh, yeah. here we go again, right? Yeah. But once you're yeah. into it and once you're doing. Just like right. photography, 10,000 hours, and you're a professional, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, it's that, 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 that blinking cursor effect. Right. Yep. Well, I think one thing to avoid that, and I've just started to do this, is, um, uh, you know, and this is an idea I have to give credit to uh, Skip Cohen, uh, who said this at a, at a, I think it was a Shutterfest a couple of years ago uh, at a marketing presentation. He said, you know, the easiest thing to do is to go out into the world, into your own community, and interview people and talk to people, you know, and just highlight their life. Yeah. And, you know, make those connections. And I'm telling you, it's opening doors. Yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. it is the way to go. It's it's inexpensive as in zero dollars. Yes, it's going to take a little bit of time. But what are you going to do with your, with that time anyway? Right. Sit, on, sit on Facebook, you know, really. I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting so many wonderful people my community because every week I make it a point to go out and just meet people and say hey can I take some make some portraits of you and then get a little interview going so we can talk about you so that series is coming and it's going to be something that I'll be using on my new uh, website for seishuphotography.com awesome uh, so my, the awesome. Seishu, is no longer going to be on Squarespace it's going to be on WordPress very soon and Imagely so which is and exciting yes <laughs> yes yeah, nice yeah, we're, uh, I'm excited to, to help you with that, that conversion. You, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an eventful conversion because converting from Squarespace to WordPress is not easy, as we've discussed in the yes. podcast many times. But um, but do it'll, it. <laughs> it'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it in the long run. 
Um, well, uh, thank you, Seishu, for joining us today. And uh, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. And thank you, Scott. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you, you, guys. It was fun. It was real fun. Lot yeah, fun. totally. Um, so two closing notes. Uh, one, you can find uh, the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 28. 28. Yes. And episode 30 will be a Q&A. So please, we need one more question for uh, to make 10 for the uh for the 10 questions for episode 30. So please submit your question or questions because we can use it for future episodes. Right. At uh, imagely.com slash podcast slash Q. Q. So until next time. Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.